BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's next for China's after-school tutoring industry? Published by Caixin Global, written by Wang Boyong, Fang Chaojia, Huang Huizhao, Wang Yiran, and Denise Jia. Read by Heather Mowbray. At a 24-hour coffee shop in Beijing's Haidian district, private tutor Ming Tian was explaining a maths question to students. A few blocks away, in a 20-story building at the E-Wing Center, housing scores of after-school tutoring facilities, classrooms and offices were empty. Huang Zhengxin, father of a daughter in middle school and a son in elementary school, was anxiously looking for alternative summer tutoring channels for his children. Meanwhile, Sun Ke, a veteran employee of an online education company, just lost his job. So it goes as China's sweeping overhaul of the giant tutoring industry creates millions of personal dramas across the country. Instructors have been thrown out of work in droves, and Chinese parents now face new worries about securing their children's futures. The upheaval grows out of a government clampdown unveiled in July that bans all tutoring related to the core school curriculum during vacations and weekends for students in elementary and middle school, while barring private tutoring companies from going public or raising foreign capital. When the State Council, China's cabinet, issued the new rules last month, the tutoring industry was just like a file on a computer desk, select and deleted, said Wang Lin, teaching head of a major online education company. More than 100 billion US dollars was wiped off the market value of three US-traded Chinese education giants, Tal Education Group, New Oriental Education and Technology Group, and Gaotu Tech Edu, Inc., compared with the stock's highs of earlier this year. A week after the new rules were released, Jiangmen Education let go of more than 1,000 employees and terminated the leases on two of its office buildings. Jiangmen just floated shares in New York in June. TikTok owner ByteDance is laying off thousands of employees working on preschool education and edtech products, people close to the company told Caixin. Compliance to survive. After the initial shock, Shutting down classes, laying off employees and shutting offices, education companies now face a common question. What do they do next to survive? The answers will vary from company to company, but as they pick up the pieces, China's tutoring enterprises are finding a range of opportunities and promising business structures. And after investors' initial panic, the regulatory crackdown will bring transformation opportunities for the industry in the long run, said Ge Wenwei, partner of Dorjing Capital an education industry-focused research and investment company. There's plenty of room in the sector for new products, said Wang Jinjing, a managing partner in charge of education and training at Oliver Wyman. With the rapid development of society, the abilities required for members of the next generation to enter the workforce may differ greatly from today, while the speed of knowledge updating in schools is often slow, she said. What capabilities will our next generation need to compete on the world stage 20 years from now? Wang asked. Parents will really love to pay for high-quality education products designed for the future, and the growth potential is very good. In addition, local education commissions have a need for education informatization, 
or use of the new communications technologies to advance development. Compared with individual schools, education commissions usually have larger purchasing orders and deeper pockets, Wang said. The new rules require all private companies that teach compulsory school subjects to become non-profit organizations. Beijing plans to require companies to complete the transformation to non-profit status by the end of the year, Taishin learned from staff at the Beijing Municipal Education Commission. Some city education authorities in Shangxi province ordered companies to complete the change by October this year. The Beijing Education Authority suggested a change in focus to sectors that aren't affected by the new regulations, including high school tutoring, vocational education, all-round education and hybrid business models, Taishin learned. A hybrid business model under the new policy would mean providing tutoring in school subjects from 6.30pm till 9pm on school days, while providing all-round education on weekends and holidays, such as training in sports or music and arts. This model could help companies maximize student retention and reduce the risk of massive refunds. Companies would have to spin off their subject tutoring operations and become non-profit organizations, while activities focusing on teaching non-school subjects could continue as assets of the companies, as long as they're managed separately in accordance with the laws. Under the latest interpretation by the Ministry of Education, school subject tutoring refers to all off-campus classes on ethics, Chinese history, geography, maths, foreign languages, physics, chemistry and biology. For publicly traded companies, adopting a hybrid business model could win them more time to expand into non-school subject training and retain their status as listed companies, but it's inevitable that their size will shrink sharply. For major tutoring companies, such as New Oriental, Tal and Gautu, the school subject tutoring business can account for 50 to 80% of their total revenue. Some US-traded Chinese education companies are prepared to delist and privatize. One smart international education group said on August the 4th that it received a letter from the New York Stock Exchange saying it's below compliance criteria as its stock price was less than $1 over 30 consecutive days. The company has six months to bring up its share price to avoid delisting. More than a dozen US-listed Chinese education stocks are trading close to $1. Among major players, only Gautu has clear plans to switch to vocational education. The company is shutting 10 of its 13 offline tutoring centers across the country and idling more than 10,000 people, about a third of its staff. New Oriental, Tao, Tencent-backed homework tutoring app Yunfu Dao and Alibaba-backed Baidu edtech spin-off Zoya Bang have signaled business scope expansions or launched new products, but they haven't made major shifts. No one has a clear mind on how to transform, an executive at an online education enterprise said. We're trying all-round education, after-school care, collaboration with public schools and vocational education, but their sizes are all far from becoming the core business. Without tutoring in compulsory school subjects, scheduled classes across the tutoring industry will decline 61%, according to a report by China International Capital Corp. Revenues of New Oriental will drop 43% and of Tal, 67%, the report estimated. Tutoring companies can still offer classes during school days, but all classes have to end by 9pm. If students finish their homework at 8.30pm, it leaves them not that much time to take after-school classes, said an executive at a regional after-school training company. 
We used to schedule eight classes at weekends. Now, on weekdays, we can schedule only five. He estimated the company's revenue would fall by 60%. For online education companies, the major compliance change will be switching from live online classes to recorded classes. Zoya Bang and Tao started to take preemptive steps in June to switch to recorded courses. But the Beijing Education Commission warned companies that in the future, recorded courses could be defined as educational publications, subject to licensing requirements. Industry giants with large physical campus assets, like Tao and New Oriental, are also exploring the after-school care business. The Ministry of Education encouraged public primary and middle schools in urban areas to provide two hours of after-school programs in line with parents' working hours, as well as summer programs. Such programs, run by school teachers, should help students with homework and conduct activities such as reading, sports, and interest groups. But they can't teach school curriculum content. Parents have complained that such programs run by schools can't meet their educational needs. One primary schooler's parent said no one in his child's class has enrolled in the school's summer program. Kids have nothing to do there, the parent said. They can't learn anything. The head of a public school in Beijing told Caixin the school programs charge only a minimal fee and provide just basic care. Kids are summoned to classrooms to sit for the whole day. Kids are not happy. Teachers are not happy, and parents are not satisfied either. New opportunities. While the change of policy brings chaos to the industry, it also presents new opportunities. The crackdown on after-school tutoring aims to bring the focus of education back to school campuses. Some companies are turning their focus on providing complementary services to schools. The government has also given a green light for public schools to purchase such after-school services from third parties using government subsidies. Beijing Lanshim Technology, which focuses on Chinese language learning. Recently, said it is expanding services into drama and, and arts appreciation classes provided as part of on-campus after-class programs. Shenzhen Dianmao Technology has been providing coding courses, teaching materials, and teacher trainings for schools since 2019. The company works with more than 21,000 schools in China, but compared with its core business directly facing consumers, the profit margin on school services is relatively thin. Dianmao said it uses school entry as a way to popularize coding education and nurture the market, rather than as a focus on profitability. Li Tianchi, founder and CEO of Dianmao, said he expects more competitors will, will enter the school service market under the new policy. Dianmao aims to increase the share of school services in its total revenue, but this will require an accurate understanding of schools' needs and the policy environment. Li said. Another service that schools need is help building information-based platforms. For example, Singapore's Temasek-backed Ichizoya Corp. since 2011 has been providing free services to public primary and middle schools, including a platform to help teachers prepare their courses, assign homework, and review students' work. As the service is free, the company's revenue relies on its K-12 online tutoring courses. At the request of interviewees, the names of parents, teachers, employees, and schoolmasters are all aliases.